What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you tell your friends about me. Make sure you tell a dog or cat about me. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z. B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business as well. Um, I don't know if you can hear it, but I really don't have too much of a voice. Um, I lost it over the weekend. I checked. I went home to my hometown, um, Oakland, California, as well as uh, San Francisco. Checked out the uh, Golden State Warriors against the Denver Nuggets Friday. It was probably one of the better basketball games I've been to. Within the last five years or so, so that was really, really dope to check out. Even though they lost, it was a great game. Uh, Sunday, which was yesterday, I uh, checked out the 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs, which was a pretty competitive game all the way up until about the fourth quarter. So um, that was really, really dope. And huge shout out to NBC Sports Bay Area for uh, the hospitality of allowing me to come on to their set yesterday. Um, got to stay behind, stay backstage or behind the actual set um got to meet some really really cool people that do the production sh- production shootings and things like that so um really really nice people and i just definitely wanted to take the time out to acknowledge them and just say thank you for the hospitality that they were able to provide um what else happened oh yeah the Ravens won a game okay cool they run a, they, they beat a team that's really really trash good for them bravo um that's really all i gotta say about that Anyways, getting into things, we're going to talk about our Week 7 Baller Shot Callers. We're going to talk about our Week 7 Booty Teams. Um, we got a lot of top teams and a lot of bottom teams. You know, the list is kind of still fluid. Um, we're still early into the season. Uh, we got a couple of fast break NBA uh, takes. And then we're also going to talk about the dummy of the day, um, which is really, really interesting. But uh, another thing, yo, so I guess a federal court judge has suspended the... Um, Student loan forgiveness that President Biden was trying to implement uh, looks like that happened late Friday evening. Looks like six Republican-led states have been able to um, overturn or put a pause on the student loan forgiveness. Hey, man, y'all need to go vote on November the eighth, and y'all need to look look at y'all ballot plan, plan to act, take take some plans, plan your game, take a game plan out, um, figure out what your what your backup plan to the backup plan, especially to some of our states that are making it harder for. Um, people in low in the lower income, people of color, um, those th- that genre or that bracket, make sure y'all come up with a plan to vote because it's it's wild out in these streets and they they trying to make it a little bit more harder than what it needs to be. Georgia's one for sure. Um, I believe Texas is another state. So y'all y'all come up with a game plan on making sure y'all vote these midterms because I'm gonna be honest with you, these midterms are probably more important than the actual presidency of the United States. Like, these are the people that are making and breaking these or making these laws and putting things into effect. Um, if they can figure out a way to practically get rid of daylight savings time, they're all in the accordance of trying to figure come to agreements on that. They need to be able to come in agreements on a lot of these other things. So um, it's mighty, mighty interesting that they're able to pass some of these foolish, com- foolish common sense type of things that we have going on. But when it comes down to more interesting aspects, the, the party lines are drawn. So... 
y'all make sure y'all go vote like i got i already got my game plan and i'm, I'm pretty sure i got a backup plan to that one as well so y'all make sure y'all go vote but anyways moving forward let's talk about these week nfl week seven ballers man my number one team right now is still the philadelphia eagles um i know they had a buy i believe this week so they didn't really have to play but still undefeated is undefeated you know we'll see what they do next week when they they play who do they play real quick i'll tell you right now um they play my computer wants to act right uh they play they play they play they play oh they just had it they play the pittsburgh steelers so they should be able to be able to beat the pittsburgh steelers the pittsburgh steelers are not that good despite the fact that they they're just not that good honestly they just they, they have huge issues they got holes in their cheese when it comes to the quarterback so the pitch but this should be barbecue chicken for the uh for the for the uh, philadelphia eagles even though they're playing their in-state rivals so it's really really gonna be the the eagles my number two team is the buffalo bills again buffalo they're still they're still out here balling um they beat the kansas city chiefs last week and they're they're just a great team another team that had a bye this week as well um and look forward to seeing who they play next week um, they should be able to have no issues with the, bear with me, bear with me, the Green Bay Packers and Sunday Night Football next weekend. So that's going to be really, really interesting. That game will be really, really interesting to see how the Packers are able to respond after this last little, looks like they're on a two-game, well, actually a three-game slid. Uh, they lost to the Giants in London, lost to the Jets at home, and then they lost yesterday as well um, to the Commandos. So... Um, I still got the Buffalo Bills in my number two team. Number three team is going to be the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They sat there and put that shellac in, which I didn't realize the San Francisco 49ers had the number one defense in football up until yesterday. They're ranked number one. I didn't know that. I knew they had a really, really good defense, but I didn't know they were ranked number one. Um, so the way that the the way that Kansas City was able to just body the the 49ers yesterday and literally just take over the fourth quarter um, was, was a sight to be seen. So it uh, looks like Travis, um, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes is balling. Looks like uh, Nicole Hardman is able to finally get himself together and kind of be not necessarily a Tyreek Tyreek Hill replacement, but definitely someone who can kind of fill in those 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 different aspects of what Tyreek uh, Hill was able to do last season. Juju Smith-Schuster caught a touchdown yesterday. Um, Travis Kelsey was out there balling yesterday on what they call a national tight end day. So Kansas City Chiefs, I got them as my number three team. Number four, I still got. I'm still riding. I'm, I still got. I'm buying stock on the on the Cowboys. I, I think the Cowboys are really really good. I know they beat a Lions team that is very very Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Like the first two or three games, then boys were out here putting up forty and thirty points left and right, and all of a sudden they can't score worth the damn now. So it's mighty mighty interesting. But uh, they were then that was a team that uh, I think up until last week also had the number one offense in football as well. And for that Cowboys amazing defense to be able to just give up two field goals and not a touchdown is saying something. Dak had a pedestrian game. And I think if the Cowboys defense can stay relatively healthy and they're not asking Dak to do too much, I think this team can make a deep playoff run. Their defense is, is, is championship ready. Um, they have all three levels of, of defense where that's what you need. They get a good defensive line. Pretty good, solid linebacking crew. Their secondary is really, really good. Probably, I would say, you could put their secondary up against, like, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, the Buffalo Bills, but their defense is very, very good as well. And then my number five team, man, and a lot of people sleep. I, I like this team. Like, I like these these young boys, these young Thundercats, man. Like, they're fun to watch. They got swag. They got confidence. And that's the New York Jets, man. I, I really, really like that team. 
Their defense is really, really good. Granted, they played against a Denver Bronco team who I just... I just don't understand. For the life of me, I can't figure out why they keep putting this team on national TV, why they keep getting the press. I think the Ben, I mean, they're technically on the national televised game next week, even though it's in London and it's at the booty crack of dawn here on the West Coast. Essentially, they do got a standalone game where they are that, you know, you can get up early and watch them boys if you choose to. Um, I'm probably not. I'm going, oh, no, I'm not at all. I'm not at all. I just thought about that. I'll be in New Orleans this weekend. So that's not. Yeah, I'm no, I'm cool. Um. But that being said, I like the Jets, man. I think even though with the injury to uh, their phenomenal running rookie running back, Brees Hall, I think they still have enough to be able, enough weapons and enough enough to kind of get by. But the Jets, they play really, really good defense. And if Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, I think they'll be all right. Um, my week five bottom teams in no particular number one, Carolina Panthers. They just... Um, actually, I'm no, I'm not sorry. Not the Carolina Panthers ain't on this list. They, they just beat the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers is on this list. They're number one. Yo, the Buccaneers, man. Tom Brady looked like Michael Jordan of the Washington Wizards at this point. And the fact that he gave up everything for this team to be this much of a disappointment with an offensive line that is just this trash. Um, not necessarily just trash, but just banged up all across the offensive line. Injuries hit him before the season even began. It looks like they just can't get that continuity together where they can play as one. Um, looks like their defense isn't as ferocious as it was last year. No, no Indominus Sue, no Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, that defensive front is just not what it was. You also have no Rob Gronkowski, which would have been Tom Brady's safety valve when all else failed. You still got Gronk where he can throw it up, and Gronk always figures out a way to make plays for his quarterback. Um, you got Mike Evans out here just dropping the ball left and right. Like, it's just, they don't look good. Um, so, I'm going to put the uh, the Bucks uh, right there. Number two, I got the Packers. Packers are just, they, they don't look good. They don't look, they don't look better either. Um, from what I've seen, they just, they haven't played really, really consistent. It's a young team um, that just can't get it together. Um, the receiving core is not, the receiving core can't, can't get on the same page. And their defense isn't really... They're not making the critical. They're not making crucial plays. The critical plays, the third third downs, goal line situations, and things like that. So, um, I'm really concerned about the Packers more so the Buccaneers. Like, you know, Tom Brady's 45 years old. Like, you know, you can't keep drinking that fountain of youth or them, them TB12 TV dinners. By the way, anybody still? Does anybody eat TV dinners? Is, is that still a thing? Like, does anybody pull out a Hungry Man TV dinner? Uh, but yeah, them TV dinners. I don't know them TB12. Regiments. I don't know if that's, you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, it's safe to assume that this is his last year, being the fact that he gave up everything. But the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, I feel like they can turn it around. I have more faith in them, more so the Buccaneers, just based off the fact that the Bears aren't that good. They haven't played, they played the Bears once already, and I think they haven't played the Lions as well. So you got the Bears and the Lions, which will be probably, I would assume, three wins. Um, they've already split one with Minnesota. Um, I'm not, I mean, I like Minnesota, but if I had to go late in the season, I think I'm buying a little bit more stock in the Green Bay Packers just because I'm not going to pick against, if you're going to tell me I got Aaron Rodgers against Kirk Cousins, I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers all day, every day. So that's the only reason why I'm still holding on, but they have not played good. Three losses in a row for the Green Bay Packers. It's, it's a little time to hit the panic button up there in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, um, my number three team would be the Chicago Bears. They're, they're just abysmal, like. They just don't look good. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that team. They're just 
they have so many issues they don't have no receivers they have no offensive line the defense is a little is is above average but it's only so much the defense can do they can't score the ball and you can't score the ball and you keep getting all these the offense keep getting these three and outs you're gonna get tired and you're gonna start end up giving up points but um the 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 chicago bears are just a that's just they're just as bad for being on national tv as much as the denver broncos right now like don't put them on tv like i know they're about to play monday night tonight against the new england patriots but that's not a good game that anybody wants to see like they're just abysmal and i would be shocked if they score more than 17 points tonight i would be shocked um, but they just, the season's a loss for them. They need to just hit the re, the, just go ahead and hit the reboot button, try to figure out what their identity is going to be and try to figure out, do you want to spend money to save Justin Fields life? Like this is con- starting to become a safety issue for Justin Fields. Um, being the fact that he has no offensive line, he's literally out there just running around for his life. And this, it, there's, there's a potential for Justin Fields to just be another journeyman quarterback pretty soon because, you know, there's only so much losing that you can do where you can try to turn this around and try to make things happen. So, I don't know about the Bears, but I'm not feeling them at all. Um, my other team is going to be the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, again, they never cease to amaze me. Uh, they lost to the Jets yesterday, um, even with another uh, quarterback. But the thing that's disappointing about the Jets, or I'm sorry, the Broncos is, was it worth getting all this for Russell Wilson? When you could have kept Drew Locke last year at a cheaper price, or Drew Locke this year, you could have had him. All he does is sing Young Jeezy songs on the bench, and they, everybody thought that was cool. I mean, they're too much. They're pretty much two two the same players. If you put their numbers side by side, they practically have the same exact numbers. The same team. They just swapped out quarterbacks, and you would have thought that Russell Wilson would have brought more wins. But it's starting to look like it ain't truly so. Um, my man Geno Smith pretty much has the same numbers as Russell Wilson has had the last two years um, as a starting quarterback this year for the Seattle Seahawks. So the Denver Broncos, they're, they, they're just tough to watch. They're not, it's not an easy follow team. And you've got to start wondering, was it worth giving up all of that draft capital and then signing them for basically for the next seven years, I believe is what they're invested in. I think it's five. Five years they're invested in Russell Wilson with all that money tied up. Like that's got to be one of the most idiotic moves I've seen in a long time. And then my number five team is got to be the, the the Indianapolis Colts. Like I know that they're essentially technically a 500 team at three three and one, but they're they're not a good team. Like this is the third year that they're going through this whole we're gonna get a new quarterback where they're trying to still find the identity off of um, what's my man's name Andrew Luck. So you get Philip Rivers. You go get Carson Wentz, and now you got Matt Ryan. It looks like Matt Ryan is now going to be benched for the rest of the year, no matter what. So you got to start thinking, is Frank Wright, the head coach of the Colts, is his days numbered as the coach there? Which all inklings probably say he ain't going to have a job at the end of the season, if not before. They just don't look good. Um, This is a team that should have tried to maybe go get a quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields probably would have been a better fit for them. Um, you could have got a lap dance Lance type of dude and they chose to try to go and stay in this win now mode. And they just, they trying to go win now with a whole bunch of guys that are just, it's just, it, they're, they're cooked. These, these players are cooked, especially these quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers was cooked. My man, uh, Carson Wentz looks like he's cooked. And now you're going through a third year. You're going through this over the third year. And, you know, my, my great grandma used to tell me, you keep trying to do the same thing over and over and over again. You try getting a different result. That's the first sign of insanity, and that's what the Indianapolis Colts are looking like. Look like people are just insane trying to run this team. Um, 
where you where you literally I think after last year you should have been like you know what man we're gonna try to develop our own quarterback so either that tells me that their their the quarterbacks coach doesn't know how to develop <clears throat> or they just thought that Matt Ryan of all people was just gonna be okay so those are my top five ballers and those are my top my bottom five booty teams so um, like I said, this this list is always changing. It's super duper fluid. Like I said, we're only seven weeks into the season. It might change next week. We got we got the um, the Eagles are playing, the Bills are playing, the Vikings are off the bye, and also the Rams are going to play. So um, we'll see what ends up happening. Side note: There's a strong possibility, y'all, that the NFC South. I'm going to make a bold prediction: the NFC South might have a divisional winner that ain't going to be a 500 team. I'm looking at this division, and I can't see these boys, any one of these teams, winning nine games right now. I just don't see it in the Falcons. I really don't see it in the in the Saints. They just laid an egg against the Cardinals of all teams last year or last Thursday. Um, I don't see it with the Panthers, and I don't see it with the who's the last team up there in the South? Is it the Packers? Is it it's Panthers? Saints? Bucks? Falcons, yeah. I don't see any of those teams winning nine games this season. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see. These boys are going to win a division, host a playoff game under 500. And I don't know if they think that they're going to be the 2010 Seattle Seahawks team that, that had the beast quake, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's that's my bold prediction. The NFC South will not have a team that has nine wins, any one of those four teams. Moving on, we got some NBA fast break notes, man. <clears throat> like I said, I saw the Golden, you know the Golden State Warriors are now starting their championship, trying to run it back this year. Looked really, really good against the Lakers. Um, looked really, really they they had came off the blocks really, really slow against the Denver Nuggets. One last night, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting them to kind of go through some ups and downs this season, trying to figure out the young people with the new old people. And, and trying to make that mesh, um, we saw the Brooklyn Nets get smacked by 30 against the uh, in their home opener against the Pelicans. I think NLP is a top four team that could possibly make it all the way to the Western Conference Finals if Zion can stay healthy. I could see them boys being in the Western Conference Finals. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what else is going around in the league? The Brooklyn Nets, like I said, I'm a little disappointed in them. I thought they, I mean, like I said, this is only a small sample. It's only week one in the NBA, in a very, very long NBA week. But um, I'm a little shocked, and there's a little bit of concern with the Nets. The Sixers look, well, I'm not really surprised with the Sixers. Even though I do think that just based off of what they got, you would assume that they can ball out. Here's the reason why I'm not so surprised. They got Glenn Rivers as their head coach. And I just keep telling you all over and over and over again, Glenn Rivers don't know what the hell he's doing. Over and over and over, he's proven me right. I didn't think that Glenn Rivers, a.k.a. Doc Rivers, he shouldn't have been able to come back this year. Um, I know they lost in the second round, but they got they got that work done in the first round by Toronto. And Toronto was able to keep up with them boys, which Toronto is a great coach team, which shows me that Glenn Rivers does not know what he's doing. You got one game where James Harden is able to go off. The next game, Joel Embiid's going off. There's no fluidity where they can both go off at the same time. I don't think those two players are able to complement each other based off of their styles. Both of them are ISO, ISO ball players where James Harden's just dribbling all the talk on time. And Joel Embiid is either down in the block, you know, clogging up the lane, which which is cool. Or he's he's at the three-point at the three-point line, just bucket hanging at the three, just jacking up threes. Like there's no 
There's no there's no Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar type of fluidity where these two can play well to each other. So it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how patient is the Sixers and Daryl Morey going to be with Doc Rivers um, coming out the blocks 0-3. That's not a good look. He should at least been 1-2 right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see how, how patient is the Philadelphia uh, 76ers front staff going to be right now. One thing that ain't gonna it's hurting and ain't gonna do them no favors is that you got the Philadelphia Phillies going to the World Series and you also got the Philadelphia Eagles um, that are balling out right now. You don't want to be in a sports driven city like that. You don't want to be the team that's uh, at the bottom of the totem pole and, and, and things like that. So I'm really really interested to see how they're able to turn that around. Um, the Utah Jazz, I thought they was going to be tanking, but maybe they got intel that this, this victim one Bayana dude don't want to be up in no Utah. Utah, I, I want to be up in no Salt Lake City. Like Maybe they got wind of that and they were like, eh, maybe we shouldn't try to tank this year. Um, but if I were them, I would have probably tried to sell, you know, with Danny Ainge up there. He could have probably been able to sell that first round draft pick and got like 15 first first rounders if they got that bottom uh that top overall seat so the fact that utah is right now three and no is a, is i can't put my finger on that and i'm trying to figure out what they trying to do because all inklings look like they were in sell mode that they were going to hit the reboot button uh they had a lot of expiring contracts uh a lot of veterans and it looked like they were going to go full-fledged tank mode but it does not i don't know what i don't know what they're trying to do I don't know, but it's weird to say that they're 3-0 right now. Like, nobody really expected that. Um, one thing that is a little surprising, and I said this on social media the other day, and somebody wanted to somebody wanted to say that I am a... <laughs> I thought it was funny, actually, that I am a person that jumps to conclusion too early. Hey, man, if I watch this team, which is the Los Angeles Lakers who won the bubble playoff, won the bubble championship, barely made the play-in game, beat and went in as the eighth seed in the 2021 season, gets bounced out in the first round, then they don't even make the play-in team, uh, play-in games last year, missed the whole entire playoffs, and they didn't really do nothing to make their team better this year. What did they do? They brought in a Patrick Beverly, can't shoot the ball. Y'all didn't move Russell. Y'all didn't move Russell Westbrook. Can't shoot the ball. LeBron, I get it, bro. You twenty, you year twenty. You look like a, you are a physical specimen, but you ain't even shooting the ball well. So it leads me to think somebody got mad at me. Somebody got real mad at me, and I'm gonna tell y'all something. History seems to show that the Los Angeles Lakers don't know how to build a team. Since the bubble, since they were able to acquire Anthony Davis, they have not been able to figure out how to build a team. I don't know if that Rob, that's Rob Polinka's fault, which they don't. The genie bus don't make him, don't seem like it because she just gave that man a con, an extension. Um, but also, there's words on the street that she doesn't want to pay the luxury tax. It's because she ain't got the money to pay the luxury tax, ladies and gentlemen. The Los Angeles Lakers are the last mom and pop owned team in the NBA, possibly in, in all the sports. They're the last team that ain't that ain't backed up by Walt the um, WalMarts or Kmart's or um, what else we got out here Oracles and these corporations. They're, they 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 don't run like that. They are literally the last mom and pop 
um, own team in the NBA. So they don't have the cash to be able to do that. So it ain't like she over here talking about, I don't want to go over the luxury tax. It's because you can't go over the luxury tax. You just ain't got that kind of cash. And I get it. The Lakers are worth, I don't know how many billions of dollars that they're worth. That's what they're worth. That means she would have to sell that team to get that money. You hear me? So if she ain't got that money, they can be worth $10 billion, but she ain't got it. Because she would have to sell them. She would have to sell the team to get that money back. See, you see how that works? So I'm not going to be talking about the Lakers this year. I think I'm pretty much done. I said it on social media, so I'm officially saying it on this podcast because I said that in the middle of the week when they lost to the Clippers Thursday. I said, man, I'm good. I know what you mean. What's they're talking about? You got teams, you got, they went two for 20. What was it? Their, their top three guards, I believe it was Kendrick Nunn, Russell Westbrook, and Pat Beverly went for a combined, I believe, one either two for 21 or one for 21. Nah, bro, I'm cool. They're they're gonna get better. They're not gonna play like that for 82 games. They're gonna have nice little bounce back nights or consistency nights that look like they are their uh, uh, um, their former selves. But it, you can't expect that to be sustainable because they've shown you that they're they're just they're falling and they can't get up. And the Los Angeles Lakers, y'all y'all gotta y'all just gonna have to yo t- keep take this on the chin. Ride with this for the next couple of years until LeBron wants to go ahead and dip set and hang him up. Then you're going to have to look at AD and figure out, is this who you want to keep? Because AD, I believe, is he's going to be in his 30s if he's not already 30 years old. you got to figure out by the time LeBron plays. I'm assuming LeBron's going to play at least another two more years. I would assume. So now you're looking at an agent, agent Anthony Davis. What you going to do with him? Because he's probably going to get another contract or want another contract. So Los Angeles Lakers got some soul searching to do. And I'm not here to try to be a psychiatrist. I'm not here to try to even dissect it. So I'm done talking about the Lakers this season. There ain't nothing else to talk about. You know, maybe, and I'm just throwing this out there, maybe they might want to think about asking Russell Westbrook for a buyout. I'm just saying. I know he opted in for that 47 milli, and he wants that 47 milli. And everybody, there's there's, there's two sides of the story. You know, he talking about he, he got injured off of a hamstring from sitting on the bench. Bro, they got Pelotons on the sideline. You can't ride a Peloton? You can't ride? You you mad that you talking about you got hurt for rides for not starting and your hamstring locked up on you. Why didn't you ride the Peloton? Why can't you get on the bike? If you're talking about you're for the team, then I need you to see I need to see something that you are for the team because right now you're not you're not producing. You are a liability right now. You you costed the team. You costed your team last night a win. Because you you just you just out here wilding out, so you know the name. So I'm tired of hearing excuses for Russell Westbrook. Yes, it's not all 100 all of his fault, but he got to take a little bit of accountability. Like you can't be out here talking about you not gonna come off the bench because it hurts your your hamstrings. But they got all different types of things. They got massage guns. They got they got exercise bikes. You can be in the back in the locker room, um, getting whatever you need, some type of treatment. If you that hurt, I see players all the time that got heating pads. You mean to tell me you they can't you can't wrap a heating pad around your hamstring, dog? I'm not buying that. So it's time to start considering do you buy out Russell Westbrook's contract? You might want to think about that. Number two, if you don't want to if he don't want to get a buyout and he want to get paid, unfortunately, you might need to look into the John Wall treatment. And that's what the Houston Rockets did last year. They said, All right, bro, we'll holler at you. And they left my man out there in Siberia. Don't call us. We'll call you. We'll figure something out. And Russell Westbrook is will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Let him walk on out the door. But those are two things I would probably start talking about because 
I don't know what this whole end. Even if the even if Russell Westbrook and the Lakers do pull the trick on the trade to get Buddy Hield, I think I think it's Buddy Hield and Miles Turner um, and somebody else to get a couple of shooters around LeBron James. I don't even know if that's enough for them to be a championship contending team. So okay, you go from maybe being a playing team to a maybe a seven seeded team in the West. Nah, dog, that ain't gonna get you no. That, that ain't gonna get you too many victories. So I'm telling y'all right now on this podcast that you're listening to, this is the only time I will be talking about the Lakers, unless, which I don't see happening, unless something drastically take changes. Which at this very moment, I don't see that taking place. So, um, really, really disappointed. Nah, I'm not disappointed to see, but it's just they're they're just a mess, and they're gonna get all the the the, the coverage. When they don't need it, there's nothing to talk about. You know, just talk about other teams. There's a lot of great teams. I think the New York Knicks are playing a lot harder than a lot of people expected. I think, like I said, the Utah Jazz is an interesting story. You got the New Orleans Pelicans. You got a lot of different teams um, that are balling out that deserve their flowers right now over the Los Angeles Lakers, is all I'm saying. So, anyways, we're going to keep it pushing because I don't even want to talk about it no more. And before we wrap up, like I said, we usually do our dummy of the day. I'm going to give, there's two stories that I found last week, or really two stories that transpired over this weekend. One, according to the Bloomberg News, I saw this on social media and I did a little research. Uh, my homeboy Fernando sent me, or he posted a video of people in London, England going into grocery stores, protesters. They go into these grocery stores and they start pulling out the milk and they start pouring the milk on the, on the, on the float. In protest over animal cruelty, animal rights stuff, and we've talked about this on the show where California is wild. And I actually, I'm surprised nobody tried to run on the field at Levi Stadium on, on yesterday. I'm actually surprised because it seems like anytime there's a California event, sporting event, some weirdo that's an animal rights activist wants to run on the field and, and, and stop up, stop play, and, and and run around the field and have their little Darth Vader mask or have like a little 8 by 11 small teensy piece of paper that has their website for further information to talk about animal rights things, animal cruelty. So in, in, in England, right now, there's, there's a group of protesters that are going to different milk stores or going to different grocery stores, um, pouring out milk on the flow in protest. Hey, man, what are we doing? I saw another video the other day, uh, another video in Germany where they went to a museum, some pretty same type of protesters went to a museum. They got mashed potatoes and threw it up on the doggone Vincent Van Gogh painting. I think it was a replica. It had to have been a replica. Ain't no way they just had an authentic just floating out there without any type of coverage. They get mashed potatoes. They smeared across Vincent Van Gogh's painting, talking about this is what it takes to um, get y'all's attention about how we're not going to have food or how animals are being treated up until 2050. Well, my, 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 ain't that a little hypocritical? Y'all are out here talking about how there's going to be a food shortage, how animals are getting, how animals are being abused in these, uh, these, these, these farms. But y'all got the nerve to be wasting food throwing mashed potatoes on the painting. Now, here's my thing. If I'm going to a museum, I don't care about 
whatever's going on as far as my local slaughterhouse of animals getting slaughtered. Now, is there some things that we might need to look into? Absolutely. I'm not saying that I'm not for PETA. I just think that they're a little outrageous on what they do. You can't just be running around here on a doggone soccer field or a football field with 60,000 people thinking that someone's really going to care. It ain't the time or the place. Just the same thing like going to a museum or if I'm walking in the grocery store. I'm going to buy my pack of bacon. And I'm going to fry it and I'm going to eat good. I'm not thinking about how the, how the pig got killed and how it ended up on my doggone grocery store. I'm not thinking about that. It's not my job. It's not my place. But for you to keep trying to impede on social things or common things such as attending sporting events, such as attending museums and all different types of forms of entertainment, those are the people that you not, you not, you not, we don't care about that stuff. If you really want to make that type of change, go hit up, go hit up the Supreme Court. You know what I'm saying? Go, go hit up. I'm not saying you got to pull some January 6th type of stuff around here, but you might want to go talk to your congressman. You know, go have a sit-in. Go do that. Go over to your local farms. Get your press coverage over there. Keep that same energy. Do it over there. I just find it very, very interesting that you guys won't go to the slaughterhouses or to the places, uh, the, the meat processing places to get this type of attention on yourselves. But y'all will go over to SoFi Stadium or you'll go to uh, a world-renowned uh, museum in Germany or you will go to the grocery store. We don't care, bro. Like, we, you know, what you want me to do? Anyways, I just thought that was very, very interesting. My second dummy of the day. What the hell's going on in England, man? What's going on? I just can't put my finger on it. I think they're going on their fourth, third or fourth prime minister. And Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned over the weekend amid of all different types of, I don't know, she was, her financial plan was just a disaster. Her staff just started jumping ship. And everybody just bailed out on her to the point where she had to quit basis based off of her economic views and strategic plans. Just after 47 days in office. I don't know about y'all. But correct me if I'm wrong. Out of those 47 days, wasn't 10 of them days the morning of the Queen? Because it had to have been because the Queen appointed this girl to be the doggone Prime Minister of the country. And she dropped dead the very next day. So what could you have done terribly wrong to come out the blocks in your first, even though they say it's 47, it's really 30 days. 30 days into your job, you came out the blocks and you just fumbled the bag that bad? And everybody just bailed chip on you? Man, what could you have, like, what was the problem? And then they bring this other dude in who's the first, uh, I guess, Hindu prime minister who's really, really young, but apparently filthy rich i think he's like a estimated billionaire in the in the in the in the british pound and, and a lot of people are feeling some type of way about this because they're saying that he's not a man of the people because he doesn't know he doesn't have the the knowledge of what you know people in england go through it's 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 very interesting right now but i'm just saying how you fumbled the bag that bad where you had to quit your job 37 days i'm not saying it's 47 officially but we all know that we have when we get to a job you get a good you get your orientation you get a handbook and for those two weeks you learn company policies and and, and whatnot the do's and don't do's of your job you mean to tell me you fumbled the back there you went to your employee handbook your first 10 days and you was like all right this is what we gonna do boom 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 and you lost your job like that fast come on now so yeah 
England, I don't know what's going on about y'all, but it don't look good. It's not been a good year for y'all. So, those are my dummies of the day. Once again, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. I hope y'all found this entertaining. I hope y'all found a little bit of insight. Hope y'all also know I'm not talking about the damn Lakers anymore this season as well. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. You can also email the show. In fact, email the show and let me tell me a story about an employee that you either worked with or you worked. You ain't got to give me no names. Somebody that just fumbled the bag so bad at their job. The worst, the worst job uh, 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 firings of all time. I want you to email the show. I want to hear what y'all got to say about that, man. Because I got a couple of uh, wild stories about people just walking off the job or got fired, you know, didn't make probation. So email the show and let me know. Tell me some wild stories about employees out here just wilding out um, at y'all workspaces. Anyways, like I said, we do this once a week. We will run this back. I think we're going to do a show Tuesday. I don't know if we're going to do one Monday. Um, Based off the fact that it's Halloween and I will be taking my kids trunk or treating. So yeah, we will probably do this on Tuesday. Um, But like I said, we drop this episode once a week. I hope you all enjoy it. Like I said, you can find it on all platforms. Just make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Other than that, we out of here.